Welcome to Belly Up to the Blackboard, a podcast focused on the reality of teaching and other musings from and about professionals, hosted by Chris Munn and Justin Russell. All right, welcome back to Belly Up to the Blackboard. Um, Justin's still on his little, uh, uh, I don't even call it, vacation, not vacation, um, trip to find yourself, Um, vision quest, we can call it vision quest. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I so, call it my, uh, my, I call my recovery back to teaching. I like that. Yeah, because you have – so as you're doing this, and we'll talk about where you're at later like we did last episode um, about where you're at. But you're doing, a, you're doing a blog, right? I know maybe you're not up to date with it, but you started a blog uh, to follow your yeah, – so, so people can follow a, it, right? Go ahead. Uh, talk about that real fast. Yes. Yeah, I started a blog. It's called A Recovering Teacher. Um the format is kind of like those steps out of an addiction. Um, those of you who are in education, I think you would agree that all of the great teachers that you remember since, uh, and this is a segment I'm sure later today, but uh, International or World Teacher Day, I think we can all remember those great teachers or those teachers who we finally remember. Um, and they were obsessed with their craft. And so um, I think when you think about an obsession or an addiction, um, teaching definitely would probably be in that category. And so I uh, just kind of want to play on words and, and not to discredit those who have an addiction, but I, I truly think that this is my journey back to the classroom and uh, hopefully that's where it leads. And if not, then uh, at least it's a recovery from teaching, right? Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, moving, moving back into society as a fully functional human being, I suppose. Well, good luck with that. So, yeah, he did. Uh, he brought up it is World Teacher Day, and and we'll we'll touch on that, and uh, you know, talk about who who influenced us. But uh, first thing, and I found a new uh, new button here on our uh, road Roadcaster Pro that I like. So yeah. we're gonna get into our first segment. There we go, popping the champagne. So uh, here we go. What are you nice. drinking? Well, right now I have Blue Moon, that uh, light sky, that citrus wheat. Um, it's my go-to right now, man. Like, I uh, those days I don't want to drink uh, any kind of hard liquor. I, I just I like drinking this. So the Blue Moon light sky, those are those those skinny cans, right? It's the and you got the citrus one or tropical? Uh, yeah, I got the I got the citrus wheat, man. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's pretty good. There's a yeah. I think there's a tropical version too that I've had. That's like you said, you're not you don't want a heavy beer. You just want something light, um, but you're really not looking to to drink a lot of alcohol or liquor. You know, you just want something to sip on. Yeah. Those are really good. I gotta, uh, I gotta give you two thumbs up on that one. Um, well, thanks. What do you got? All right, so I am. It's a little sweet, but I'm doing the um, crown peach. So it's the crown peach we got when we were in Kansas City. Couldn't find mm-hmm. it in Iowa at the time. So I stocked up and um, on a little road trip we had. I don't know if I should say that or not, but we did. Um, so I'm mixing that with a little <laughs> bit of Sprite. Um, I need to throw it in the freezer. So it's it's one of those things you can just take a Ooh. nice little shot of a uh, nice little cold crown. Um, but, yeah, crown peach and a little bit of Sprite that. is what I'm drinking right now. Had a had a little bit of a, what was it, a pineapple citrus earlier and then my wife was wanting one of those um, those dailies, those frozen deals. So I had, oh, yeah. a little, had a little bit of that earlier, too. Threw that in with a little bit of, um, not seltzer, 
um, like flavored water, like carbonated water. Um, no yeah, alcohol in the water, but yeah, I was a little. I said you didn't you didn't mix that with a seltzer, a hard seltzer. I like, I like I like how you threw that in there, like no alcohol. Like you just want to make sure people understand you don't drink all day, right? Like, I do not. In there. No, I would be uh, <laughs> I'd be a terrible teacher if I drank all day. Just come home well, and have you know, one. Maybe a lot of teachers in the fifties and sixties. I think a lot of them drank during the day. Bottom right drawer, right? They had their their bottle that uh, while it was yeah. nap <laughs> while it was nap yeah. time. Now this is the like <laughs> the one day a week that um, we didn't have anything going on with sports and dance and stuff like that for the kids. So we've been kind of yeah. at home. So just been hanging out. It's been nice to have a. It's pretty crazy right now with the seasons of the ki- what the kids are doing. Yeah. So yeah, but uh, that's good, right? That's what you want. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know what? That's that is one of the nice things, and we talked about it before, so I won't rehash it. But not coaching. Even kids can do so much more stuff. You know, that we're yeah. more time available for parents to be able to get them places and enjoy those things. Um, so yeah, right. so we're talking about the what are you drinking? But let's talk about what are the different. And I'm putting you on the spot because we didn't talk about this. Um, so have you hit some pretty decent uh, either distilleries or breweries on your travels? Yeah, so uh, it's funny you bring that up because Kim was just giving me crap uh, yesterday. We were going to head to a, a, another, we we're going to head to a liquor store because there were some uh, things I wanted to pick up that were local from Arizona um, that you can't find out of the state. And uh, there was a apple beer that she really liked in um, Oregon. And it's only made in Oregon and only sold in Oregon. Um, and you didn't and get so a bunch? It's almost like... Oh man, yeah, I tell you what, like I if I don't know why, like I just it escaped my brain, like to stop at a gas station on the way back to the campsite. Yeah. And uh get it get a case. But um we'll have to look for it, I'll look for another one. But yeah, we uh I tell you what, in Montana, if you anybody who loves that old historic, like old western feel, like small town batch stuff, yep, you gotta tour Montana and Wyoming. Like there is nothing like it. Um, so are they pretty they small then? Are they pretty small distilleries or? Yeah. So like, so, you know, like the size of your classroom, man. Yeah. Like I, I can't, I kid you not. I, we walked into one and it had three, like three of those wire spindles tables. Um, had three of those tables. There was two ladies behind the bar that was maybe six feet long. Okay. And the distillery maybe had one like pot. Oh, so it's a small one then. Yeah, but man, they cranked that stuff out into this some of the best stuff. Like the one we stopped at in uh, Montana. Um, cool story. But anyhow, uh, they um, they literally do it moonshine style. Like so, the guy is from Tennessee. Moved to Montana after he was in the army, started this little distillery, does it the old moonshine way because his family were moonshiners back in Tennessee. Um, it was, it was awesome. I mean, it was clear, it, but it wasn't like it wasn't like white lightning when you drink it. Like it didn't feel like you were drinking gasoline. Yeah. Um, but but it was it was about 15 miles from this entry point up into the mountain where there are huckleberry bushes as far as you can see. And uh, for those of you who don't know about huckleberries, huckleberries, man, they go for like a five-gallon bucket right now. 
they'll go for like anywhere between 120 to 200 dollars a five gallon bucket of holy smokes um yeah the thing is though is you go up to a place like that you got to take a couple shotguns and bear spray oh yeah i'm sure that's where they just they eat on those don't they that's where they gorge yeah. yeah and you can't see them right because they just sit on their asses and eat these huckleberries all day long and they're sitting in these bushes that are you know three four or five feet tall and you go up there with your bucket like jeb clampett you know and thinking you're going to collect you know two hundred dollars in a matter of 20 minutes yeah you better be ready so um it, it's a really cool town i've met some of the coolest people though and and not to get too deep or you know methodical or political but to say that this country is all individualistic and that there are some disparities in how people treat each other. Like Kim and I, we sat down and we've, we've sat down in some of the, the biggest groups there could be. And it people just start randomly talking to you. Like, like they know you. Right. Um, and it's so cool. So, you know, my misconceptions about Oregon and Washington. Yeah. They don't um, necessarily go with how I think or believe or how I want to raise my kids, but they were some of the nicest people I had ever met. I mean, just my misconceptions of those two states. Now, now um, was that in uh, was that in big towns or was that in or was that no, big cities or was they that small, were in small towns? towns man. See, I think that's where. No, they were in small towns. Yeah. That might be um, the thing, though. You know, because it could be. Mm-hmm. You, when you're in a city with as a ton of people, you don't really want to meet or talk to anybody new. But yeah. if you're in a smaller yeah. town, you're more open to um, maybe having those conversations. You know, it's a little bit slower life, yeah. slower lifestyle. Yeah. Um, and you're not yeah. always on edge with the next person. And, and, and maybe that maybe that's it. Oh. I wonder what it'd be like if you went into Portland, you know, or Seattle. Um, if it'd be yeah, the same. And, and I- we were in Portland for about, I was in Portland for a couple hours. And I mean, I didn't like, and I was even walking on the street, like, cause, uh, I had some testing I did and Kim and the kids went and saw some family for a couple hours, but I, I think you're right. I do think it's kind of that area. Um, and you're right. It might just be a stress level. Like you're always on guard, right? Yeah. I mean, I think you are. Cause there's just so many people in a small area and, and especially like those, those big cities is when, you know, obviously crime rate is higher. So you're, I don't know, always on guard, I guess. I don't know. Um, but it'd be interesting to see. Um, okay. So, yeah, so some really cool breweries, really cool brewers and distilleries. Um, everybody that, every distiller brewery we went to, everyone was excited to tell you about their product. Um, we went to one um, that was set up like the, like an old sawmill. Uh, I think the lady that helped us, like, she had, like, this, she helped you into the door. She was the hostess. I think she had, like, the 1880s garb on, and then I'm pretty sure she had a thing of chew in. <laughs> like, it, it just, it just took you back, right? Like, and I told Kim, I go, people bitch and moan about how tough their life is now. Can you imagine living 10 miles from your closest neighbor, right? And... Everything you ate came from the ground that you worked, correct? Like, it wasn't one of those deals where, and those people didn't bitch and moan about it either, right? Like, they just knew, if I want to eat today, I got to go down and fish and fight off the bear that's getting the same fish, right? Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a life. You're not going 
maybe now it's a little bit different, but you're still, you're not going to the store for every single little thing that you need. You're, yeah. bec- you're pretty self-sufficient. And I think you have to, because I mean, especially yeah. in the winter up there, yeah. um, you're not, oh, you yeah. may not get out for a while, you know, and I don't know, mm-hmm. but I, this is just an assumption I'm making. So, um, <laughs> but it happens. So you all right there? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So it's uh so like we said today is World Teacher Day. Okay. So World Teacher Day. I don't believe there were any parades or anything. Um I only saw it cuz <laughs> somebody shared it on Facebook. I didn't hear anything about it. Um so that got me thinking and we were going to do this. You did a, you did do a walk of uh you did do a walk of champions today at school? I should have just myself. Walk of champions walking through the hall. <laughs> World Teacher Day. Respect me. Shower we shower me with love. Um, yeah, yeah. But we were going to talk because in May was um, what Teacher Appreciation Week, so we were going to do an episode on that. Um, but I think this is a good episode to talk about um, who are our favorite teachers, and they may not be yeah. teachers that influenced influenced us into getting into education, but just like you still remember them, you may still talk to them. Um, just a few teachers that we each had that, uh, and obviously we, uh, we've talked about this before. So if you've listened, we went to the same high school, we were in the same class, same grade. So we might have some overlapping of teachers, and that's okay because um, people have the same favorite teacher for different reasons. So let's just talk about a few teachers that uh, we, you know, I don't say rec- want to recognize because who knows if they listen to us, but uh, <laughs> just so well, others so let know. Me, let me ask you this: so like. Uh, let me ask you this, Chris. Like, so if we go like the Jordan Peterson right here and, and use the archetype uh, type of uh, function, what uh, what archetype of teacher do you think you loved when you were in school? And did it change from when you were a little kid, like in elementary to high school? Um, so that's kind of two questions. And I guess the third question for you then would be: Do you which archetype do you feel like you are now? Like, who did you turn into? as a teacher, do you feel like you were kind of on the, which spectrum, I guess, is the other like real question. Um, okay. So let's talk about the teachers first. So, um, and we, we can kind of build into that. So for me, okay. The teachers that, you know, they were different though. Um, honestly, from elementary school and middle school, I don't really have a favorite teacher. Um, I wasn't the best behaved student at that time. So, uh, <laughs> well, let's rephrase this. You would be in a BD program. Let's just put it that way. I would not be in a BD program, but <laughs> I got in trouble. Um, we'll leave it there. So, honestly, when I think of my favorite teachers, they, they're all high school teachers. Um, I think a big thing is that they, they pushed me. They held me accountable. Um, and, and that was a, a big thing. And that's, that was part of the reason is that respect. Um, so, should I name them? Should I just talk talk about them? Yeah, I okay. I, I think um, I think you could. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think there's a confidentiality thing. And no, obviously, they're know. they're all live still. So, um, no, I don't. And it's not. <laughs> and I like them. So it's not like I'm going to be degrading these teachers. Um, so one of my first teachers that I was introduced to, I guess, the class. Um, in high school was Miss Miss Fish. Her we had her for yeah. um 
English nine, ninth grade English, uh, super immature still. So that happens. Um, so we you had, were immature. She was. Uh, yes, yes, yes. I was completely immature. <laughs> so we had her for ninth grade English. I think it was ninth. Yeah, it was ninth grade English because then she moved to. She did tenth grade as well. Sorry, I had to take a drink of my crown peach and sprite. Uh, so yeah, you're good. Um, so she she held you accountable. You had fun in her class, but you knew the boundaries and you respected them. Um, yeah, but she doesn't mean you didn't push them. Um, you know, no. so so that was my first introduction. It was ninth grade English, and then we took a class, and you were in this class too. It was actually called class. Um, I don't remember what it, the um, yeah, it was an acronym for something. It was, and I can't remember what it was, but so it was like a, it was a two period class, and it had um, so or uh, world history and English ten tenth grade English. So Miss Fish also taught that class with our football coach, uh, Mr. Pizzetti, and um, the big thing I remember from that that <laughs> that year in that class was we were making no, I was making fun of a buddy of ours, and. Um, <laughs> Why you would do a speech? No, 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 no. This was at the end of the. This was at the end of the period. We're all uh, kind of like a different time. Oh, yeah, it was a different time. <laughs> we all kind of lined up at the door, and or we're just crowded right there. And um, I don't know what I said. I don't remember. I honestly don't. But uh, I joke, remember joking. You were probably you probably don't remember. So I was joking around, and I must have said something. <laughs> and and she looks at me, and she's like, you know, you can be a big jerk sometimes. And that like made me feel two inches tall. I, I just after that, I, I mean, I'm sure I still messed around, but not like that. She put me in my place, and it was. But here's, go ahead. Yeah, but wouldn't you? Wouldn't you agree? Like the thing about that for you and me, and just I feel like our generation was, we understood. There, there was this idea of no bullshit. Right. Like, yeah, teachers you, could tell you. Yeah. Teachers could tell you in a way Not she didn't degrade you. She didn't say, come up here, Mr. Mund, and, you know, pull your pants down in front of the entire class and, you know, rate you. But like just that simple, straightforward, simple comment. You can be a jerk. Like, well, and you know, knew what that meant. Yeah. And, and she and it wasn't like she didn't pull me aside and say, hey, you're not being appropriate. You're being mean, blah, blah, blah. You're bullying. She told she called me out in front of the class as we're there. She's like, you know, you can yeah. be a big jerk sometimes, or a real jerk sometimes. Yeah. And you know what? And I don't know what shifted, but at that time, I was embarrassed of how I acted there. Now it seems like yeah. if if you would call out a kid in front of their peers, they would take that as a challenge to be worse in front of their peers instead of like, or they would be, or they'd get embarrassed. And then they would, they would, it would be traumatizing for them. Yeah, right? you get an email from the a parent. You said they were, um, no. Yeah, so and like if I that, if I went and told my mom, if I went home and said, hey, you know, Miss Fish <laughs> called me a jerk because I was making fun of somebody. She's probably, you know what she'd probably say? is like, well, that's nicer than I said. She probably would, my mom would have probably called me an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Quit acting like, like a one. jerk. Like, yeah, you don't be an asshole. Class. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So, so, and and you know what's funny is, so after after high school and stuff, get married and all that jazz, right? So the church we go to, yeah, 
um, she's a member. So I, we don't see her very often. We need to get back to church. Different story. We haven't, we haven't been for a while. Obviously, things changed through COVID and stuff, so it was hard to get back and you get out of the rhythm of it. But, yeah, so her and her husband go to church, and so we see him as much as we, you know, on Sundays. And it's just great because there's still that relationship, you know. Um, yeah. And I remember still, I don't know where we were at. You were probably with me, but um, it was bef- it was when I got my teaching job. Either when I got my teaching job or I, I was getting ready to, I was in college, getting ready to become a teacher, and we were just talking. And I, like I said, I don't remember where. But then I told her I was becoming a teacher, and I got a slap on the shoulder like, are you kidding me? You're going to be a teacher? <laughs> After what you put me through? <laughs> I'm like, so <laughs> it was kind of funny. Isn't that, the irony? Isn't that the irony, though, of teachers is they, they I think great teachers, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, great teachers, though, they recognize not only those those students who probably have a gift to be a teacher, um, but would you would you agree that it almost is a bittersweet uh, pill for them to swallow because they and I'm speaking from my own experience when I see a student who I think would be a great teacher because their life experiences and the way they relate to people um, comes easy. It's a bittersweet pill for me to swallow because I want something better for them um, than to, to than to fall into, I guess, those negative aspects of teaching that I've fallen into, which is the obsessive compulsiveness, the um, hours that that I've I've driven myself to partake in to get things done, right? Like, and, and the relationships that have had to be put on the back burner because of that. Um, would you agree that that it's a bittersweet pill for a lot of great teachers when they see that? Yeah, I could I could see that that aspect of it 100 percent because I think when you're in it, and especially the last year or two, you know, if you see a kid that wants to be a teacher, like you could do something better with your life than be a teacher. <laughs> and I think it's because right. <laughs> when you're doing it, you see the um, you you see all the negative aspects. It's just like with kids walking Correct. the halls. You know, the great kids. You there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay, so there was a little sound. I thought thought I lost you. So, like, you, you <laughs> see all the negative things. It's easier to pick out the negative things in life than it is the positives, right? Like, yeah, the, the kid that you get in, uh, like, a wedding invitation to, you haven't talked to for, like, five years, but you taught them, and then all of a sudden you get a wedding invite. Um yeah. Because you made a difference. Or, you know, World Teacher Day, and they post something on Facebook about, hey, what a great teacher, whoever it was. You know, those are the kids that maybe you made a difference, you touched, um, made a positive impact. Um, yeah. and But you don't usually realize that right away, like while you're doing it. Nobody, no kids can be like, man, you're such a great teacher today. You're awesome. You know, I love you. This is why I'm going to yeah. become a teacher. It's... It's the yeah, yeah. after the fact, you know, when it's that day, yeah, it's going to be, um, usually see a lot of the negative. So I see that. Yeah. The bittersweet, they're like, what are you doing? Being a teacher? Come on. And maybe it's just like the way I acted in school. She thought that that wasn't a good idea. I don't know. Um, so, but well, that, that, or that, but did you, but at the time, did you catch the sense that Miss Fish expected better from you 
or more from you? Or was it just, was it a reflection that you had, like the reflective practice afterwards, now that you're a little bit older, you realize that's what that message was, right? No, I don't think it was that she expected better or anything. Because I I mean, when we think about our teachers that we had, I hold them in such high, you know, almost all of them that we've had that still have relationships with, such high regard that I think teaching is such a, a virtuous um, career path. So I don't want to say she expected better from me. I think she just couldn't believe that I was going to become a teacher because I didn't, maybe in high school, I didn't seem like, the, no, 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 no. I mean, when she called you a jerk, you, you, Oh you yeah, now, absolutely. Yeah. You yeah, now yeah. get the sense that, that she, she knew you were a better person than that. Oh yeah. She expected way better than me. I mean, um, yeah. Or way more for me, excuse me. So, cause that was during that class. And if you remember, you actually had to apply to take it. Um, there were some kids you that know, didn't get you know into it. Dawned on me? What's that? You know what just dawned on me, Chris? That class probably wasn't what we would consider a project-based course. Oh, project-based learning? 100%. I remember one of the things yeah, I... because one of the projects, did, right? Yeah. I remember one of the things we did was we wrote a newspaper about the Roman time. Like, if you were living in yeah, Rome at that time. Yeah, the... Like Mount Vesuvius, we, we had to write it around that time it exploded. Remember? And, yeah, and Gladiator uh, Battles. I remember that. I probably still have that paper yeah. somewhere at home um, at my mom's house. I don't know. God, that was so long. Do you remember how old those computers were? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so, yeah, she was she was one of my favorite teachers because then I kept taking her classes. They did service learning. Yep. Um, yep. And, and by the time I was a oh, senior. Service learning, I forgot about that. That was fun because you'd go over to. Yeah. Uh, the elementary or middle school, I loved that. And then you helped the younger kids. Oh, that was great. Um, went to Soup yep. Kitchen, I think. Um, I know Bethel yep. Mission was one of the places we went. Yep. Um, but no, even when I was a senior and I like could have taken a tiny class load because I had enough credits, I still took almost a full class load because of, you know, I wanted to take her class. I wanted to take service learning. Um, I wanted to yep. take newspaper which was a Mr. Elgin, who was another one of my uh, teachers that made an impact. Um, another one holding me accountable, yeah. and and maybe that's a theme. I don't know. Um, and then taking <laughs> Deca with Miss Bonet. Um, yeah, yeah, who, yeah, yeah. You know, you talk about a small world. She just lives catty corner away from my in-laws, so I get to see her quite a bit. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I think you get to those teachers, and and for me, it was I didn't care what the subject was. I wanted to be in their class. I wanted to be around yeah. those people, you know. Um, you know, and uh, and oh, I can't believe I forget what her name was, but the Spanish teacher, uh, Miss Anzavino. Yeah, Anzavino. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Took took four years in Spanish, and then ended up taking a, a year in college because we liked her class, right? Um, yep. But yeah, I, I remember um, Mr. Elkin, who's now a you know, he's assistant superintendent um, in a district. and But he was one where I had a, we had a year-long class, paper due before Christmas, didn't turn it in. I turned it in right afterwards. And he's like, hey, deadline was Christmas. Or deadline was for end of the first semester. He wouldn't accept it. Yeah. I think I, I yeah. skated by it, that class, like, with a D because of that paper. But he ended up yeah. using that as an example. Hey, this kid I like. I am holding them accountable, but, so why wouldn't, you know, I'm going to hold everybody else to the same standard. Nobody's above the law. That's the thing, like, 
that's what I was just going to say. Like, it was a standard. Like, it, it didn't matter what quote unquote event happened. You know what I mean? Like, there was nothing that you could have. It was, there was probably something you could have said that at some event, but. Oh, I don't know. I don't think so. Like, that, no. that was the exception. Like, that was the standard. Like, not the, ex- um, the expectation, you mean? Yeah. yeah. The expectation. Yeah. 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 Yep, and he even told me after that, you know, because I, I still talk to him to this day. He's like, I still use that as an example. If I let one of my favorite students, which I don't know if he said that, but if I held him accountable, I'm going <laughs> to... I mean, words in his mouth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> LK, if you're listening to this, please respond to that statement. Because, <laughs> um, you know, kids would ask for an extension. He's like, I, why would I let you? I didn't let this kid, who was one of my favorite students... Yeah. I'm going to say that <laughs> I'm not going to give him an extension. Why would I give you one? Uh, right, but yeah, right, so those right. are, those are three. And I don't want to say they impacted me in becoming a teacher. Um, okay. But they definitely impacted me. You know, they were an impact in my life yeah. of just how, how to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, like, and I try to, I try to hold kids accountable. Um, and out of a respect thing, like you can do better than this, yeah. you know, and, and yeah. maybe that I do take that from them of, um, you know, you have, you have high expectations. If you have a low bar, well, everyone's going to get over it. Right. You need but, to, but you need to try. You agree, wouldn't you agree that goes with though? You wouldn't let your own kids slide on, on certain things. So as a teacher though, why would, why would it be okay to let, other people's kids you know what i mean like if you're responsible and you're supposed to treat every kid like your own kid like and love them as much as your own kid then, then i think there has to be an understanding from the pop- populace that it has to be okay that i'm gonna expect the same thing out of your kid as i do my own kids right yeah um and, and i think i do think about I, that if i want the garbage taken out now or in the next five minutes then and I'm not going to let your kids slide on this paper deadline, right? Like, that's that's how this works, correct? Well, and, and that is how, like, I've thought about that too, coaching. Like, because you get the parents like, you wouldn't put your kid through this. I'm like, I'm treating your kid exact. And I haven't had a parent ask me that, but mm-hmm. that's just me going through that situation in my mind. I am holding your kid mm-hmm. accountable just as much as I would hold my kid accountable. I My kids probably, I'm holding them more right. accountable. But, yeah, you have that standard. Yeah. I'm going to treat you like you're my kid. This is what I expect. Yep. And I told the kid that the other day, I said, if I wasn't getting on you about getting your stuff done, it means I've given up on you. Right. Absolutely. I'm getting on you because I expect more because I know what you can do. Right. Um, Okay. So we're going to flip it. So I'm going to talk to you. So you tell us teachers who, okay. World teacher day. Who are the teachers that either impacted you into becoming a teacher just made an impact on you um, in your life. Or to me? Yeah, you. Who are the teachers <laughs> that you had that well, made so an impact? Let me, start out, let, me start by, let me start out by this. Like, So I love the explanation you gave, man, about how how it the teachers that impacted your life didn't necessarily impact you to become a teacher, but impacted. And would you would you ultimately say help shape the human being that you are right now? Oh yeah. 
One hundred percent. Yeah. I still think of that. And um, yeah. you know, I, I like I said, I can still remember her calling me a jerk, and it was well deserved. You know, it's yeah. yeah. Well, well, it's not. So yeah, now it's not Miss Fish calling you a jerk. It's your it's your wife and kids, right? <laughs> no, they do not because <laughs> because I took I took what Miss Fish said. <laughs> You, and you I learned, applied right? that. Yeah, yeah. I applied that to my life. <laughs> Correct. They made me a better person. One hundred percent. I I, <laughs> I asked you that because um, I was listening to a. Uh, I, it made me think about how since I served on that uh, the the building leadership team for our school district, um, how every year in the Gallup poll, and, and we did that what twice a year. Uh, I think so. Time, Maybe. Yeah, how how each time or once a year, and then it moved to twice, whatever. Um, how we every how every testing we scored extremely low. The the student population in high school always scored very low about the on the question that asked, do you do you have a mentor, or do you have somebody who you feel is a mentor to you? And I I raised that question multiple times, like do students actually know what that, what a mentor is? Like, have they ever had that explanation or understand? Because growing up, did you ever have somebody explain to you, this is what a mentor is? No, no. I mean, like, no, like you said, there were people that you modeled your life or you, you know, you looked up to and took um, yeah. cues from, but it wasn't, we never yeah. labeled it a mentor. And that's, so I think oh. I know where you're getting here. Go ahead. Yeah, so I, I just remember, like, when I was in school, we always had that question of, who's your hero, right? Like, it was always, like, write about your hero, or who would who do you look up to, or here are the positive characteristics that people, like, society wants you to have, like, who in your life has it? Like, I remember there was a lot of character-building type reflection when I was a kid, um, or in school, and so back to that question or Gallup poll about who's your mentor, like, I raised that question, like, I don't think most people can ex- explain what a mentor is, let alone say that who that is in their life. Um, and so when you had stated about people who impacted your life, like it sounds like they were mentors to you. Like you didn't know it at the time, but they were shaping you as a human being. Um, and so when I, when I think about teachers, I think about like, even in the beginning days, like, I would claim that I was a BD kid. Like I, I was not. The, I'd claim <laughs> that too. Like, I think you were. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. My sister, my sister would too, Jamie, because um, every year she was a year younger than me, obviously. And uh, for those of you who don't know, and, and every year teachers, she would say her name, right? Teachers would go, Jamie Russell. Uh, she'd go here and they go, is your brother Justin Russell? And she go, Yeah. Um, and they go, okay, I'm going to keep my eye on you or I already know about you. Like, um, she hated it, but anyhow, um, yeah, I would say that, um, I, I'd say that you'd be one of those, yeah. you'd be a kid that's uh, medicated nowadays, but knowing your parents, they <laughs> would not medicate you. They may I, no, <laughs> give they you the belt. Not, um, yep. They wouldn't give me some, uh, there were, you and I have talked about this before, Chris, but there were literally times where I begged. Um, Miss Durant was one of them and um, uh, that I begged when that her, she not call my parents. Um, I remember I got to high school and there were teachers like Miss Anzavino, um, Bechtel, like those teachers. I begged 
what after they called my parents to give me detention, right? Like keep me until five thirty because the longer I can stay here, the less I'm going to hear about it or deal with it at home. Um, and not that my parents were abusive. Um, they, they were just disciplinary, right? Like, yeah. um, and you know, that, Chris, like, and, and I think you and I, that really shaped who we are as people in knowing that there's boundaries, consequences. Um, so when you talk about teachers in high school, I'll start there. That's fine. Um, Miss Antavino was one of them. And the reason I love Miss Antavino's class is this. She, she understood that, that we were high schoolers. So not, and that means she knew that we had lives outside of school. We had extracurriculars. We had personal relationships. We had family issues. But she gave us that outline, right? You remember that each quarter? Like we had a list of here is what needs to be done. Yeah. Um, it was almost treated like a co- almost like with, college. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Same with Mr. Elkin. Um, you remember in those classes, like, yeah, there was like a traditional lecture time, but I remember the ability and, and I'll admit I goofed around more than probably most. Um, but I knew, <clears throat> sorry, I knew that there was a deadline. I knew like on September 25th that this, five-page essay had to be done and to a quality um and and i'm not going to get started about matrices and four-point scales and all that now but back when we were kids there was no four-point scale right chris no no it you had a rubric maybe but it was not a four-point scale maybe maybe a rubric yeah but you knew that if it was if the if the itinerary or the criterion was 12, 12 point font and five page minimum and 9,000 words. Like there was no 26 font. There was no like triple space. Like there was no fudging that. Like it literally was what it was on that paper um, to get an A. <clears throat> Everything else was like a, a C or a D, right? Like um, so, um, but anyhow, so like Pizzetti, um, he, I would say he probably, there was a, a year or so of my life that was pretty turbulent. Um, he, uh, he went way out of his way. When I think of mentors, um, he would be at the top of my list. Mr. Elkin or Coach Elkin would be at the fish. Um, and Zavino. I never had, um, uh, well, I had Bechtel. And the reason I loved Bechtel was this. Um, he was real. Like he was not one of those teachers that said that came in in suit and tie and said, like, I'm the teacher, I'm your boss, I'm God. Like there is no whatever. Like the great thing about what I love about Mr. Becker was if you did a test and you got a question wrong, um, he was always up for you to come in after class or after school and talk to him about it. If you felt like you got it right and he counted it wrong, he was always willing to talk about it, right? Yeah, he'd let you um, uh, he'd let you plead your case or explain why you thought it yeah. was the correct answer. Or like the, and, and to give you perspective, those of you who are listening, Becker would give multiple choice tests, but each multiple choice had multiple answers, right? Yeah, and he so, was a, he was a chemistry, like, um, anatomy and oh, physics yeah. teacher, yeah, and advanced chem, and oh yep. my gosh, like. Um, I remember 
I remember multiple times having to go in and like take the book in with me after I read it for a couple hours, the chapters, because he would used to do, he would used to go through a unit a week. Uh, we had pop quizzes on Wednesday. We had chapter tests on Fridays. Um, and there was no sliding that like, if you were gone on Friday, you had to arrange to take that test before Friday. It wasn't like, Hey, I'm going to be gone on Friday. Can I take it on Monday? No, it literally was. Then you better come in on Thursday and take it. Like, yeah. Otherwise there's no retake. It's not like nowadays where you can wait till you can wait 18 weeks and take stuff. Right. Like, um, or take it over and over oh. and over and over again. Yeah. You know, now. Yeah. Um, so, I I would say when it comes to teachers who who shaped who I am or mentors, um, I would say one the archetype was not male characteristics. It was people who expected the best out of you, regardless of who you were, the color of your skin, the socioeconomic status that you were, um, whatever. Like when you stepped in their class they had a bar that was set and if you if you wanted to meet that they would do whatever it took to help you get there yeah and like you, um, you if said you were some slap go yeah. ahead go ahead no, like you said, if you were some slap if you were some slappy that came in and said hey um my parents are rich or hey i'm a minority uh or hey uh i have uh, an a score of 500 which means you know I don't need to do anything and, and I'm just going to pass. Like that didn't fly. Like even in middle school, that didn't fly. Like you were held to a standard. Um, and I think that's where you start to see it nowadays where there is a, a, a sliding standard. Like we were at a restaurant the other day. Um, we waited 10 minutes. Not a single soul came and talked to us. Um, there was maybe 10 people in this restaurant that housed about 250 people and the standard for human to human interaction and the standard for service has slid so much that I, and I think it starts with that idea that there is no standard, right? There's multiple chances. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I've seen that too. And it's been frustrating. Um, so like, off topic, you know, gone on tangent here. So I started working when I was 14 because, um, you know, my mom bought us some school clothes. But if I didn't want the Walmart jeans, she said, okay, get a job, buy your own clothes. <laughs> so at 14, I started working at McDonald's. Yep. We had, you had to wear the hat. Yep. You had to wear the black slacks, black shoes, and the tucked in McDonald's shirt. And I mean, it's so, <laughs> and not even, not, not even just now, maybe 10 years ago, you'd go, and I went to McDonald's as a kid, untucked shirt, wearing jeans. Like, where yep. is, how do you, I know, I know it's tough to get people. I understand that. It's always tough to find, especially in fast food. You're going to get teenagers. Okay. But how, how do we let that standard slide so much that it's basically like wear what you want and it's okay? There's, there, you know, you don't yeah. hold them. Now, like, and this is where uh, Chick-fil-A, huge fan. Huge fan of Chick-fil-A just for the yeah. fact, I mean, they're polite, they're well-mannered, well-dressed. There's a standard there, you know, and, and, and we don't go to fast food. Teachers. What's that? They also sponsor teachers. I mean, they are a big educational organization, right? Like, yeah, and there may be other places, too, that um, 
you know, other fast food places that we don't eat fast food a lot. But I know when I go to Chick-fil-A, there's a standard there. I have an expectation of what it's going to be, what the service is going to be, what my experience is going to be. I also have that, not in a good way, when I go to McDonald's, you know. Yeah. And that was one of the things that I, I griped about. It's been a while, like, you know, when they were very first wanting $15 an hour. And I was talking with uh, a coworker at, we went and grabbed something. I think it might've been parent teacher conferences night or whatever. And ran and grabbed McDonald's cause it was the closest thing. So I, we get it and everything. And then I don't have a straw in my bag. And so I kind of went off on a tangent of they want $15 an hour <laughs> and they can't put a damn straw in a bag. And right. it's just like the standards Standards have slipped. Okay, off. There's my tangent. Go ahead. <laughs> well, no, I so um, you know, so World Teacher Day, I, I, I maybe, and I don't know how much time we have here, bud, but maybe I, I know we've talked about some of the teachers that have impacted our lives. So, but I do want to acknowledge not everybody had a great high school or school experience. Like I, I do want to acknowledge that. I mean. Let's talk about just real quickly, like the fifties, like corporal punishment was accepted, correct? Like any teacher at any time, like I understand all that. I understand that during the sixties, seventies, a lot of things happened and a lot of physical and mental abuse has happened as well. I do want to acknowledge that, but I, I do also want to acknowledge that if it wasn't for teachers being, and I'm going to use the term, um, the first defense against mediocrity, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think we'd be far worse off. Don't you think? Like, I think it's right. It's easy to focus on all the negative teachers out there. And, and you have a couple of great ones to to talk about here. Yeah. Well, I think Um, we can put those off. Uh, we'll put those off to all next episode. We don't need to, we're at 46 okay. minutes, so we, no. we can keep going on this. Okay. But anyhow, yeah, we'll, we'll wrap up. But I do want to say, like, I, I do understand that like, there's some bad experiences, but for the most part, I, I do still think that teaching is a noble profession. Do I, do I feel like that there has to be some major changes in education? Absolutely. But being World Education or World Educator Day, um, the, the next educator that you see, talk to, um, hear about whatever – Please, those of you listening, do reach out and, and say something to those teachers who meant something to you because um, it is a career that the investment that we give as educators, we may never fully uh, realize, right? Or it may never fully come to fruition on what we have accomplished because yeah. the impact um, that we've made. Like, yeah, in our students. I mean, I, I know. I know teachers that 15, 20 years in still have yet to hear a positive of what they've done. And maybe they were a bad teacher. Maybe they're in. But I do know that if you've taught for 20, 30 years and you've never heard one person say a positive thing about you, like, I I think there's a disparity in there, correct? Like, there's no way that you've had thousands of students come to your classroom and you've not impacted at least one. Yeah, I mean, so, um, you would, like you said, 20, 30 years, I would hope 
that you would have heard something from some student. And like we said, it's so, it's an investment. You're not going to hear it a lot of times right away. A lot, you know, those days when it's, um, you know, Teacher Appreciation Week, they send notes. You might hear something there possibly. Um, you know, graduation yeah. day is a big day for, um, you know, when they thank teachers, obviously. Um, obviously, there's more opportunities as a coach to hear those things. Um, but once that hits and once those kids are out the door, you may not hear it for a while. It may be five, ten years, like we said, down the road. When that yep. impression you made on a kid, they finally let you know how much of an impact yep. you were. You know, so yep. it's... So, so top piece of advice for new teachers, what would you give on World Education or World Teacher World Day? Teacher Day? Um, yep. From the people that impacted your life, what would you say? I would just keep, honestly, keep doing your best. Keep reaching out to those kids, you know, and hold them to standards because those kids will thank you later. Those are the kids that are going to thank you, That the kids that you let slide and um, get make it easy on. They're kids that are probably going to try to have it easy the rest of their lives. So those kids you hold accountable, yeah. that you're going to make that, uh, you're going to make that change. They're going to, that impact will be there. You won't see it right away, obviously. They may be pissed at you because you're holding them accountable. Um, yeah. But that's that's a good thing, you know. Hold hold kids accountable and let them know why. Yep. You know, let them know that, hey, yeah, I, have, I have high expectations. I'm not doing this because I'm an asshole. I'm doing this because yep. I know you can do better. Yes. So keep doing, you know. Yes. Hate me now. Love yep. me later, you know. Good. So what about you? Like what what do you got for um, new teachers? Uh, so I'm going to, again, I'm going to go, I'm going to butcher this, but for, I'm going to say something from Jordan Peterson again, which is raise, was it raise kids to prepare them for the world they'll grow up in. And, and I'm sure I just butchered that. So Jordan Peterson or somebody who's linked to him, if, if you hear this, like, I, I hope I he's listening. I apologize. Um, that would be awesome if he was listening. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I again, it goes back to what you were talking about with standards. Um, and that is the world will hold you to a standard no matter where you are. Um, and I'm not talking about judging you. I'm not talking about critique. I'm, I'm talking about society as a whole will, will hold you to a standard. And, and you hit it on the, on the head, man, which is um, I'm not doing this to be a, a jerk or an asshole like I, I'm showing you or telling you this is how the world works. Um, you know, if there are consequences, um, if you're a plumber and you're called to fix somebody's water heater, right, and you f that up, like you, you're not coming back to fix that. Like the the customer is going to call your company that you work for, and they're going to send somebody else out. Like you don't get another chance. Um, if I'm a, a driver for Budweiser and I deliver the wrong amount of cases to a store or short them, right? Like I don't get like 10 more chances to correct that. Like I get one more, right? Like I, so I, I think the idea is, is that pushing kids is yes, important, but I do think that explaining, like you said, is another piece of that. Correct. Um, and so as an educator, I, I would say, that is one thing that I'm starting to realize as I am on my road to recovery um, of being an educator is um, 
there needs to probably be more explanation on my part. Um, because yeah, I do come off as a jerk. I do come off as gruff. Um, and, uh, but there is a reasoning to my madness. And like I said, I, um, like you said, you're holding them to expectations you'd hold your kids to. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. 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 I, I've made my kid Hattie cry at least twice a day, probably because I told her no. Of something. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I still explained to her like, no, we can't have the sixth piece of candy because, uh, you, you don't need that. There's a lot of sugar there. You, know? uh, you don't want cavities. So, so. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, um, well, cool. Well, right. I, I know we got off topic there and I kind of rambled a little bit, but no, I think, I think on world teacher day, um, I think it's a good thing to celebrate. I do. Yeah, I agree. And then, you know, Hey, let's next episode, let's hit that next topic of, um, maybe not so great teachers. We'll do that next time. Let's do that time. And then what are the two articles we want to hit next time? So people, so our listeners are, uh, yeah. So, um, just a sneak preview. There's one, uh, teacher in Louisiana, um, that was paying kids $5 to bully a kid. And we'll get more into that. Um, substitute (laughs) teacher. Um, another teacher that was fired, um, I think it was in Texas, um, who was defending, um, pedophiles which is a weird stance to take as a teacher and then we may hit i know it's a little bit older news but that district in california that was asking parents to um house teachers maybe um i think it's rent them a room um and just talk about that and i think maybe some things like that and if something else comes up we might change it yeah maybe and maybe we don't title it bad teachers maybe we just take make it like questionable questionable judgment what the hell were you thinking what what were you thinking (laughs) yeah we'll make it that thing but what the hell you're thinking um (laughs) yeah so i think that's a that's a good topic for next time yeah i think so um cool well thanks man this was great uh sorry everybody who's listening that uh it's been so long since we had a last episode oh yeah hey um, i'm gonna cut you you off right here sorry cutting you off where are you at we gotta do this where are you at right now? Yeah, quickly. We, we are got, in we got Durango, time. We don't have Colorado. a we don't have a time limit. Yeah, we got time. Go ahead. Oh, we're we're in uh we're in Durango, Colorado. We just came from Cameron, um, Arizona, which has the last and oldest trading post in the U.S. Um, so it's on an Indian reservation or Native American reservation, um, in Arizona. It literally had like six buildings in, in the town, um. So, but anyhow, uh, Durango, Colorado, tomorrow we're actually going to take a four-hour train ride um, along the Colorado uh, River, and uh, yeah, we're, we're going to kind of just spend some time out here. It's a really cool town if you ever have a chance to come to Durango, um, but back in the mountains, man. Nice. Well, hey, stay safe, okay? We'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. All right, we'll yeah, talk, talk to you. you soon. All right, buddy. See ya. Yep, take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear from you with questions or topic ideas. Send us an email at bellyuptotheblackboardpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at bellyuppod, on Instagram at bellyuptotheblackboardpodcast, and subscribe to us on your preferred podcast platform.